passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Join Free Bacon. Have another amazing episode talking about Tennessee baseball, you know, winning the SC championship. Uh, not done yet, but gives us hope heading into Omaha. Uh, we talked about a huge recruiting weekend that just happened 20 to 30 some odd recruits on campus for Tennessee football and who we like the most, who we like to see maybe commit to us and and, uh, join this squad that we got going on. So me and Reed break that down. Um, And if you guys are watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, hit the notification bell. If you're listening, please rate and review, download, follow our page, Um, And I'm thinking about putting out some merch. So if you guys have any ideas on merch or if you have any ideas on how to sell the merch, how to get it to you guys, been looking at Shopify, Facebook Marketplace, stuff like that. So if you guys have any ideas, if you've dabbled in that yourself, I would love some feedback. Um, You know, the best way to learn is to listen. Um, So really appreciate you guys. And uh, let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught. Tennessee, Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Well down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. If you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet. And it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. 
When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device or you can go on their website and use a promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So awesome, free money. So why not use BELIEVE as your little code when you go there? Um, tell, them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V, promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everyone. I uh, hope you had a fantastic long weekend with Memorial Day. Uh, we have got some great news to get into. But um, first, before we do that, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Tyler, incredible. I'm doing <laughs> great. I'm doing so great. A little behind-the-scenes stuff. We, we said that we were going to do it at 2.30. Eastern, 1.30 Central, and um, I may or may not have fallen asleep in the pool on a, on a float. We have a little pool here at the house that we're renting down here in Naples, which, which is great. We're not in the uh, hotel anymore, so and no alcohol was involved, actually, so I'm not drinking today. You know me. I'm not a I'm, – I'm, I'm a lightweight for being 6'1", 220, uh, like I – there's times where if I don't have a lot to eat, I could drink two and a half, three beers, and I am lit. And then if I'm if I have eaten like a pretty good meal or eaten pretty good for the day, I can still only have like four or five, and the boy can be gone. So, uh, sounds nice. If you guys can't tell, I am smiling through the pain of uh, sitting here in front of my computer for about thirty minutes waiting on Reed. So I do feel really bad about that, but yeah, a great. I mean. We moved into the house. Great weekend to be here. We moved in on Wednesday and get settled, have this time with Ariel just to hang out, relax. I mean, uh, Saturday went up to the country club pool here, hung out, and just had some drinks. Um, just, I think, Saturday night, I think we ended up – hell, I don't even know what we did Saturday night for dinner. I think we got some pizza. And it was really good. Uh, Sunday, for you people that like your golf talk, we uh, played golf down here. You called me yesterday, played a little golf, and it was frustrating, man. This course down here is a it beat is a your ass. Course. What's that? I said it beat your ass. Yeah, it did. It did. But the the thing was, is the course itself is not that hard. I mean, there is, um, it is. It's a typical, like, resort, you know, a lot of water on each hole and stuff. But, like, it's not that long. It's, and it is has some pretty wide open areas. Yeah. Um, and so, I just didn't play well. And, you, you know, it's like I, on a course like this, you have to be really good off the tee. And I wasn't that good off the tee. And so, that was a little frustrating. But it was great because Ariel was with me. So, she was making me laugh and cheering me up. Uh, there, I guess the one good part of the day on the golf day was – there was a foursome in front of us and they were like, Hey, we're going to wave you in. And I had just is a shorter par four. I hit a, a, a five iron off the tee was sitting right at the, like one, I was at like one forty five, and they're like, Hey, come on in. I was like, Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. I was you know, when the group in front of you is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play through. I know you're a single, just play through. You are shanking that shot. Like it is a guarantee that next shot you go up there. 
I've done it so many times. They're like, yeah, just go ahead and drive ahead of us. You can go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Cool. In the bushes. I'll just uh, I'll see you guys later. I'm going home. (laughs) Seriously, seriously, honestly, when you do that, sometimes they're like, if someone lets me through, I'm like, you know what? Thanks. I'll just go drop at the 150 and hit in from there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, but that's so. And listen, and the funny thing is, there's a short part four, but it was like it was kind of difficult because there was a big long sand trap along the front with a little bit of a mound, so I had to get over it. And I actually hit the nine iron really well. I caught it a smudge thin, but worked out on this hole, and I stuck it within like four feet. So. And Ariel was right there with me, and she was like, wow, great shot. She was like, that's, that, you know, like, great ball. I was like, yeah, I, I stuck that. I was like, that's pretty fortunate. And I got up there. I got up there. I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I wasn't trying to make you all, like, feel rushed or anything. I was like, I'm sorry. I know I'm a one. I have no standing out here. Like, they couldn't have been nice. So, they're like, no, it was two couples. Like, no, you're great. One of the guys was like, hey, thanks for showing off. I was like, listen, man. <laughs> I just got – I was like, listen, that four or five just now, I said I got a nine on it because I went OB twice. So, yeah, no showing off. You know, you, you know they're wise. You're just looking at them like, God, what a bitch. Who? Oh, look at saying their their wives are looking at them like, God, you're such a bitch. Look at this guy. He just hit it four feet from the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I go up there, barely missed the birdie putt, but it was a very up and down day. And like I said, it was all because of off the tee box. But uh, anyways, to to finish up my rambling today, the first day ever, I did the Murph challenge, um, which I've heard about it for years now. Uh, I've never done it. I really not, I'm not a big runner. I don't like running, but I've done it a lot more this year because I just need to, and I have seen a good change in my body from running, but I mean, I love Lone Survivor. I love that story. It's a hell of a movie. It's a very sad movie, but it's a very inspiring movie. Um, And so we, we did it this morning, Ariel and I did it. And, um, you know, Kyle, I knew it was going to be tough. I knew it would be a, one of the harder workouts I've done in a while. But I really thought it was the running that was going to get me. But I kid you not, after the 100 pull-ups, which I did probably 50 pull-ups by myself, and then I had to do the last 50, like, with some assistance. Mm-hmm. And then those weren't bad. But I, I could – I mean, I could, like, push-ups, I'm, for some reason, I'm just fortunate. I, I'm pretty good at push-ups. But, like, by the end of it, like, my body was like – I wasn't breathing hard. But 100 push-ups or 200 push-ups, the 100 uh, pull-ups in the first mile run, like after that alone right there, like I was pretty gassed. So yeah. I don't – have you done it? I have done it. I've done it once. That's what this shirt is from. Um, okay. We like made these these shirts uh, when I worked at D1 for the Murph. And uh, I didn't really like do it officially because I was also like trying to help run the – event so like I ran my first mile got back and I was like here's chalk for you guys here's this if you need this you can go here the water fountains like I was like helping point people and then I started my like work um I would say for me the pull-ups oh yeah that's what I was about to say dude it's not fair for you bro You're is what got four. me now I was lighter like I am right now yeah I wasn't yeah. in my threes when I yeah, did it still, so it's bro, not nearly bro. as bad six four two sixty five doing pull-ups that's insane yeah I mean, so I I don't know how you did it but I uh I think I started yeah I like started push-ups 
and I would do 20 and then 30 squats and then 10 pull-ups. And I just rotated like that until I got all of them done. Say that again. Um, How'd you do it? Did you say? So it's, I'm pretty sure it's a hundred pull-ups, 200 pushups, 300 squats. Right. So I would Correct. do, I would do 20 pushups, 30 squats, 10 pull-ups, 20 pushups, 30 squats, 10 pull-ups and just do it 10 times. So, so Ariel and I talked about doing it that way, but the way it was listed on his, on the website, it just, we were like, screw it. We'll just go down the list. Cause I was going to do it like you, mm-hmm. but I was like, if that's how it's listed, let's just do it how it's listed. And so we did it. And that's tough. It was, it was bro. Because like, you know, I was really focused. So I got, I, I sucked at pull-ups. And so I wanted to get better at them through over the years. Yeah. So when I, when I'm down about 200, 205, I can crank out like a legit 12 or 15, like down up, not kicking really good. Now I'm 220 and it, they're harder, bro. Like I can maybe get a legit good eight or nine. So I, I was only doing sets of like 10, 15 rotating grips. So I'm here, 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 you know, whatever. And then I just had to use the little assistant where you put your knees on it. And I thought doing that, I was like, okay, I'll crush the last 50 or 60 that way. I was light hands, not squeezing on biceps, like, and it was still just crushing the, like my, my biceps were shot. Yeah. Forearms and biceps just get ruined. Yeah. And uh, when I did it, I was doing freaking CrossFit pull-ups, man. I was doing the circle. Oh, were you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like getting the full, like swing into it. So I get up there. Cause I was, I just knew like, if I'm doing strict pull-ups, there's no way I'm making it. Did you end up doing everything though? Yeah, ended up doing everything. Um, I was like one of the last people to finish because I didn't start till after everybody had been like 10 to 15 minutes into it. Right. Um, But ended up doing the whole thing. And I was, yeah, I was worn out for sure. But I think it would have been even worse if I had not taken like a break between the body weight and the first mile. But it was tough. It's not easy. And, you know, most people say you're supposed to do it with like a, like a weighted vest or yeah. however much like heavy material he had on, or I think it was like 50 to 60 pounds or something like that. On the website, it says, it says either armor or I think, I think 20 pound weight vest, maybe 40. I think it's a 20, but so I didn't have, I don't have a weight vest. I haven't used a weight vest in years, but I did. Hey, I, did. I got a nice one right here. <laughs> created it with these yeah i i do i did wear a long sleeve though like i am big on um even when i'm running out in summer i'll I'll go usually until about mid to end april where i'll still wear sweatpants and a long sleeve shirt running and then summer i'll go where i run in just like my spandex jogger spandex and then i'll have (laughs) like a and then i'll have like a hoodie or long sleeve on so i i did it today in a long sleeve and like Oh, I'm going to tell you the best part. We finished, we finished and Ari- so we finished and Ariel finished a little bit before me, but I had gotten her at the country club. Like just, they have like a bunch of stations where you can get styrofoam cups with ice and water, you know, like out on a golf course and they have it yeah. out there for you. So I got her a big, like nice cup of ice water. And so she finished, I had one more little lap to do. And so I did it and I came back and I was like, how good is that water? She's like, Oh, it's incredible. And she's like, you want me to pour it on you? Because, like, when I was coming to finish, she's like, let's go. Like, you did it. <laughs> like, you want me to pour it on you? And I was like, honestly, yeah, kind of. 
she's like, seriously? And I was like, it would feel amazing. And she's like, but, you know, then you'll get all wet. We have to drive back to the house. And I was like, F it, do it. Do and it. so I bent over and she poured it on my back, Kyler. <laughs> it felt incredible. I mean, down here in this Naples, Florida heat, bro. And that yeah. it felt it felt amazing. But yeah, it's the best, um, man. That's I mean, I used to douse the back of my neck at practice during games if it was super hot, just right there and yeah. let it run down your run down your back yes. of your neck, right down right down the middle of your back. Oh, that hits the spot. So, did you ever do ice towels? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We do ice towels. When it was like really hot in August they would take breaks like right in the middle of practice we were in camp and they had like tents with like cool uh, benches that like blew yes. out air and they would just walk around and be like oranges, water, Gatorade, ice towel, like just trying to make sure our body heat doesn't get crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I love a good ice towel. Hey, Ice towels are – so I didn't really have them. We didn't really have them in Memphis. I think they did, but I didn't really do them because I didn't want to get all wet. First time I really used an ice towel, we were playing golf somewhere. I honestly don't remember, Kyler. It it may have been – it was one of the top three hottest. But it may have been when we played in the Bahamas when Lou mm-hmm. and I and Bailey and Austin played down there. And it got to the point – and it was great because they were like a little bit shorter. But they had had them in the freezer, so it wasn't like a big long one. And I got to the point where I would – like kind of wring it out a little bit and then put it around my neck and I just tuck my collar over. I think I would play like I played like four or five holes with it and then I'd get another one to do it. Because it's it just like we shouldn't even been out there playing. And of course we teed <laughs> off we teed off at like 130 and it was in the Bahamas. The hottest point of the day. Bro, it was it was a disaster. But I actually played well. That's the only reason I stayed out there. If I played crappy I was gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I think one of the hottest games okay. I ever played in was uh here in Nashville. We played bowling green. Oh my god! It was horrendous. I, yes, it was so bad. Um, I know why it was. So I was not at that game. I was still lifeguarding, and I remember how hot it was in Knoxville at Holston Hills where I was lifeguarding. And I would run into the snack shop and to watch the TV there. And I, I actually remember getting off the stand, going in there, and I remember it was like two plays after I walked in. It was when you came around the edge and, like, cut somebody out is the picture I have now with you cutting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, let's go, 77, let's go. <laughs> like, I was like, that was, that was a great game. I mean, it was great to bust them like we did. Yeah, I know. It was fun. Um, there was a bunch of weather delays, too, which kind of sucked. But Yeah, yeah. All right. So, enough of the reminiscing, enough of the weekend, right. enough of the jibber-jabber. Yeah, I do want – this is the one thing I wanted to, I wanted to say. So. <laughs> Two, two things. First off, um, I've always, always been, and I know you have as well, um, very respectful of, of the men and women who have served, whether it's military, whether it's just first responders, whatever. We don't have a big following. That That's okay. If, if two or three people hear this um, that have served or whatever, I know it's not Veterans Day, but like we really appreciate you more than you know the freedoms that we get that we take for granted every day. Um, and um, I, I just wish more people would have the utmost respect for the ones that, you know, I love that. I love that saying there's actually a stone that was donated to Sacred Heart. that's out in one of the uh, gardens. And I see it a lot when I'm leaving church and it's a, a, like a for for servicemen and women. It says some sac, you know, there's like it's like some sacrifice some and some sacrifice all, 
or what, whatever. And it's just like, I always see that when I'm walking out. And I just wanted to say, before we jump into recruiting SEC champs, like, just, hey, we appreciate it. And, and we wanted to say that. So, yeah, I agree. Um, appreciate you guys. I've, I've had people in my family uh, be military members and um, some have passed and, you know, not in duty, but still just show respect to them. And, you know, a lot of, t- a lot of things, you know, we take for granted, you don't always think about like, Oh, wow. Like I'm able to do what I want right now. Like I'm able to have this podcast. I'm able to play football. I was able to you know, I'm able to talk about Tennessee uh, for something, a fun hobby. And it's just like, why, why are you able to do that? Well, there was a lot of people that put a lot of work and sacrifice their lives for that. So just, it's a good reminder to stop and think um, and just be appreciative. You know, those are the best kind of days is when it's just, Hey, this, this is meant for you to stop and think. It's not meant to drink beer, celebrate, uh, get drunk. Like it's just meant to stop and think maybe you should. So um, good thing. You said that. Glad you said that. You said you had two things. You remember what the other yeah. one was? Yeah, I do. I do. And um, I'm going to be real short and sweet on this because I could talk for five hours on this. But it, and, I, and I hate that I waited so late um, in, in the month. But the month of May is mental health month. And I really thought about like talking about this um, and whether I should do it or not. But I was like, you know what? Because I, I don't it would be cool to have like a big platform. Like I wish I was Joe Rogan sometimes, or I wish that I was the president of the United States so I could give up and give these speeches so a lot of people would hear them. But, hey, that ain't happening. So, like I said, if three people, five people hear this stuff, but I know you know that I've had my battles with mental health. And with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, it's kind of – it's it's kind of neat because I I was born in May, so this is my birthday month. Um, but I just always want to tell anybody out there that if you were ever struggling with anything like that, like, please go seek help. I am very, very, very lucky that my mom, it's kind of tough because if people don't have mental health, they under, they, they, they may be un, like, they don't really understand it. They don't get it. So yeah. they want to help. They want to help, but they maybe don't know how. And mm-hmm. my mom has dealt with it in her life. So she was able to grab me and be like, Reed, quit fighting this on your own. Like, we're going to go see somebody. We're going to go talk to somebody. I hate medicine. I fought it for years. And I finally got to a point where I was so mentally and physically exhausted fighting my anxiety uh, and some depression on my own that I went to the doctor, put me on some medicine. I kid you not, Kyler, that when I was put on that medication probably four or five years ago, I mean, at the end of college, it changed my life for for the better. It it was incredible. And I still go and talk with somebody regularly. Um, So any of our listeners – Listen, you guys DM me anytime. You guys message me anytime. I don't care when it is. I'm happy to always talk with somebody like, you know, because I know I know how much it sucks and I know how important it is to get help. So that's the yeah. last thing I want to I, and I should have said it on a couple pods before that. But I didn't you know, I didn't I didn't really know how to take it. And I said, you know what, Reed, screw it. I was like, we, we got a nice little following. I said, it's not huge, but if you help one person, it, it makes a difference. So exactly. Um, and I love, I love what you said. I think it is very important. I have people in my family that have suffered uh, from it and continue to suffer from it. 
And the biggest thing, like you said, is don't do it alone. Seek help. Ask anyone. It doesn't matter if it's a family member, significant other, if it's a random friend, if it's a random person. Just talk to somebody. And what you said about, you know, possibly taking medicine for it uh, to help you with it. You're not going to do it unless you want to do it. So you got to, you got to nut up and just be like, Hey, I want to do this. I want to be better. I want to be a better person. As soon as you accept that, that you're not the best person that you can be and you turn and say, I want to do this. That's when you'll do it. Cause I've had people in my family that it's like, Hey, I really would love for you to do this and, and care more about your mental health. And if they don't, you know, put forth the effort, your words kind of fall to the wayside. So for those people that are struggling with it, please go talk to people. And those people that are struggling with it, you can do this. Like you, you can trust me, you can do it. You're going to be, you can do it. You can step up. You can accept those things. You can work through this. Like it is, it is possible. People have gotten out of those holes before. So just trust the process, lean on the people near you. Um, and things can be fixed. Things can be okay. You know, everybody, Absolutely. everybody is very uh, flexible. You're as a human, your emotions, your body, everything is more flexible than you think it is. You can push it through things a lot more than you think you can. So, but yeah, good on you, Reed. I like a little yeah, bit of seriousness no. in the pod what sometimes. What'd you say? I said, good on you. I like a little bit of seriousness in the pod sometimes in, in real topics. Um, yeah, it just, it just, it's, it's, it's such a huge, it's been such a huge part of my life will always be a part of my life, but I'm happy you said that because it is a frustration of mine when I see someone struggling and they want to try to do it on their own, or maybe they are against talking with somebody or they're against taking medication. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, testimony that like I fought it to the very last little bit. Like I got to the point that my anxiety got so bad that every day I woke up was like I said, physically and mentally exhausting. Kyler, like it's just scary even thinking back on it. And the only time I ever got any rest was like when I was legitimately asleep. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And I, I don't know why I fought it for taking medicine for so long. I was like, well, I can, I can do this. Like, you know, if my relationship with the Lord's better or like if I, do more meditation or five, whatever. And then finally I was just so broken. I was like, and, and listen, I, I never was um, like suicidal or anything like that, but I do tell people, I understand why somebody has, ta- I, I can, I can somewhat understand why people take their lives because mm-hmm. it is that dark and that physically um, and mentally just exhausting, exhausting. And so, yeah, I went in and, they put me on, on uh, Lexapro 10 milligrams, took a couple weeks to get my system. And I feel like I've been, like I said, I feel like I am born again. Like I was born again. I was like, this is who I was supposed to be not worrying and stressed about irrational stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. Go, t- go talk to me. You're not, you're not weak for going and talking to someone or taking medication or anything like that. Like my mom and grandfather made a good point. Uh, it's like medication is there for a reason. It's, it's to help people. Like yeah. that, that's why doctors give it out, you know? So 
If you got yeah, chemical exactly. balance, it is what it is. I mean, so. everybody faces that kind of stuff too. Don't don't think that you're alone in this and like you're a loser because you have mental health issues. Like some of the most successful people in the world have mental health issues. It's just mm-hmm. They, they have done a lot of therapy and medication and talking and it's helped them through it. So it's like, don't think that you're alone. Don't think that, you know, you're a loser because right. you have mental health stuff. Like you can't even help that sometimes. Cause I'm, I'm sure that was literally just passed down to you from your mom. Correct. There's nothing, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's what I was going to say. You're not weak. You're not a loser. You're not any of that. Like, I was born with it. Like what, you know, what, what, like, you know, and, and I've thought about it, like, you know, there, everybody pretty much has something that, that you might be born with or that you might have to live with or something like, mm-hmm. you know, I know that you have something that, that you, that you kind of have to deal with, with, with some sleeping and stuff. Like, you know, I got some buddies that have some real serious health issues that is a lot, you know, that is, and they have to live with that, you know, and they yeah. were born with, it, you know, and so, um, yeah, but anyways, well, uh, glad that we could talk about that. And, um, yeah, so it's, I should have said it earlier because it, this is coming out in June, but whatever, it's still fine. It's a cap. It's a cap to the month. And you know what? We're going to sucker a lot of people in. Now, I don't know if they'll listen to the first 25 minutes of this, but we're going to (laughs) sucker a lot of, a lot of people in because we're going to highlight all recruiting stuff. And we know you skanks love recruiting. So I know I was like, I was thinking about it. Like if I should put on the thumbnail just different recruits or if I should put like Tennessee baseball and I'm like, bro, they'll click on it. If I put recruits up there. <laughs> yeah. Just put, just put baseball recruits. <laughs> yeah. Like there's like, just like Tony Vitello down the corner, just really small. Yeah. And then just like big recruits everywhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, would you like to talk about baseball first and yes. end with recruiting? I think yes. that's a good idea. Um, There's, we, we have to give this team – you go ahead. Kudos, right, because we talked about it for two weeks leading up to this. It was this team's great in the regular season. What can they do in the tournament? What can they do in the tournament? What can they do in the tournament? It was the same thing we said about the basketball team too. Omaha's different. But let's celebrate what they're at right now, which is a clean sweep of the SEC tournament. Did not lose a game. Were never down in any of the games they had. Uh, start of the weekend beating Vandy 10 to one, which, um, I mean, just a gleam in my heart. It felt so great to see that. Uh, so nice that we literally went four and O versus Vandy this year. Um, and all of the Commodore fans that are hanging on to the last thread of hope they have to say they are better than Tennessee was their baseball team. And it is gone. Now all they have to do is go back to academics. And who cares about academics? Bunch of losers. <laughs> nerds. What a bunch of nerds. <laughs> um, and then leading into LSU, uh, very late game. Uh, ended up winning that 5-2. to two. Then Kentucky, another late, late game. Ended up winning 12-2. to two. And, you know, the boys like to keep us guessing – and keep it close. That Kentucky game was nerve-wracking, uh, you know, tied 2-2 for so long. And finally, what was it, like the seventh inning where we just took off? So, yeah, so I was watching that game. So I was like, 
so yeah, first off, you said it perfectly. The fact that we beat Vandy, like, hey, losers, you guys are a baseball school. We just, we just, we bent you over that Commodore barrel of yours. And, um, you know, and then, and then to go in and uh, I'm watching and I'm like, obviously I want us to win, but I'm like, I'm slightly nervous to play Kentucky. Like I'll admit it. Like I was slightly nervous to play them. And it was getting later in the night. And so Ariel was like going to bed. She's like, you can go to bed. And I was like, damn, I'm tired. But I was like, I can't. Like, I'm, I, like I said, a blue doors, baby. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a baseball guy, but like, exactly. I'm like, I got to watch this because I actually was up the night that we lost to Kentucky the first time. I was up playing Xbox with a bunch of buddies and I had it on the other TV. And I was like, I just had a feeling we we're going to lose to him that night. And I was like, I can't go to bed. And like, and so I watched it. And like you said, it's like seventh inning, still two to two. And finally, we bust and we get to six to two. And I'm like, you know what? I can go to bed now. Like, I have a very good feeling that I'm going to lose this. And then I wake up, I check Twitter, and it says 12 to two. And I start cracking up. I, I know. Like, I was like, them boys, I was like, them boys dangerous. Dude, they like, they, I'm telling you, they wear you down. And then it, it's like they get better once the teams put their second or third pitcher in. Like they like the fresher pitchers, they do better on. It's like what what's going on here? What how how is this even possible? Um, but that was such a great game. I love. I mean, I love the fact that it was just like in in some games they've had this year. I mean, like the Mississippi State, where it's just a freaking blowout. You don't get that test of like, all right, when it gets nut crunching time, like what are you doing? You know, and these boys. Stepped up and were like, hey, we got to score some runs. It has to happen. And they were able to do that. And then we go to uh, the Florida game on Sunday, SEC championship game. I just absolutely love it. It was against Florida. I, I love the fact that we could play anybody in the SEC championship game. It's not like you have to play from this yeah. side, like the Western division, and that it, it gets to be Florida. We get to take them down. We get to win the SEC off of their backs. I love that we wore the black uniforms because I don't think you even think I've talked about them. The hats are absolutely incredible. The hats are filthy. The UT yeah. hats are absolutely filthy. Uh, as Reed would say, swaggy. Yes, very swaggy. Very swaggy. Um, I think I would change the sh- the jersey. I would like the old like cursive Vols on there uh but that's just me uh, I, yeah i can see that <laughs> um but i mean what an absolutely amazing game they're f- the coach dude so it's the fifth or sixth inning they walk um now i'm blanking they walk uh it wasn't lipscomb it was who's before drew in the batting lineup I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. Oh, uh, anyways, I know, yes, I know what you're talking about, but they walk. They end up walking in because Drew has been in a slump. Drew Gilbert has been in a slump. He hasn't gotten any really hits. I mean, he even, you know, freaked out on himself the game before Kentucky about, he's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, yeah. getting mad at himself in the dugout. And announcers talked about it. And as the Florida coach, from my point of view, I thought to myself, like, oh, crap. Like, I know why he's doing this. Drew's been in a slump. This puts even more pressure on Drew. So, 
like if you're in Drew's situation, that is that's like very tough that you haven't been hitting the ball, you haven't been making contact, and all of a sudden you have bases loaded with two outs and you go down 0-2. Like talk about nerves of steel for him to get that ball out and over second baseman's head. I mean, bro, what an amazing moment. What an amazing moment for him. Um, and almost like a little bit of redemption for him because he had been bad the past few games. And, like, what confidence boost going in to, to Omaha for him? You know, like, he knows he's good. He's, he's always been a good player for us, but it's like all of a sudden his confidence was shot right there, like, during the tournament. And then it's just like, I'm back, baby. Like, we're back to this thing. So, I played baseball at a young age, and uh, I played it, like, in, in travel league, and then it just, I got too bored with it. But baseball, I, I feel like I'm a baseball player in some rights because I am, like, somewhat superstitious. <laughs> and so, like, I also feel like a slug <coughs> is one of those things that, like, would bother me or make me think about. I'm like, you know, when I put – You'd be like, you'd be like, be like, wait, did I – which strap did I do first on my – Right, right. On right. my elbow just, pad, like, or, all that. Yeah. Like, Major League, the movie, we all love – have you seen Major League? And the guy, like, burns his incense and all that yes. stuff, like – yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I, I feel like a baseball guy like that would be me, like a little bit of golf there where it's like, you don't even know what the hell you're doing different, but it's just whatever, whatever the case might be. And the fact that he can have that moment and have that legacy builder, like we talked about, um, Alante Taylor, like having his moment on those pick six with Kentucky, like we're always going to remember that. Yeah. You know, and Drew Gilbert's going to have it where he comes out. And he and is that the one where he, he had the bomb and where he held the bat flip for a while and you retweeted that was cold as hell? That was but later. Was, that was, that was one, later. That was later. But this one was he gets on base and he says, you can walk me. Yeah. Or he, he, said, he, he looked at the pitcher and he was like, uh, you better fucking walk me next time, Sully. That's what he said. Because I think yeah. the picture, the pitcher's name is Sullivan, or their coach's name is Sullivan or something. Yeah. That's what it looked like that he said. But Incredible. I mean, just I mean, how pumped. No, what, what, what? Moment? Yeah. Oh, insane. <laughs> Getting on second base, being like, you just tried to test me, bro. Like, I'll sh- I'll show you who I am. And he just what stepped did up. Make, what made, did that make the score? The end score? No, no, no what, what did, did it make the, the score? score? So it was. It was three – I think it was three to two us, possibly. And that Even, I can't remember what it was. I'm, it might not have been because I think that was the time that, like, we went ahead. Like, I think it was tied at that moment. Okay, okay. Well, in, anyways, regardless, that time – that time and that spot in the game to do that and what I love, like – you know how awesome it is just to, like, if you're in baseball and, like, if, if I had been him and I run and I end up going by and you can look in the dugout and say something to the coach, to be able to trash talk the other coach is all-time level incredible. You know what I mean? Like, whether you're in basketball and you hit a three and you can turn and look right at their coach if he'd been jawing you or, like, 
you know, football, you don't really have many opportunities unless you go way out of your way to do it. Um, okay, so here's what it was. We were tied 0-0. Yeah, we were tied 0-0 through four innings, and it was the fifth inning. Okay. That, like, yeah. I think we had gotten, like, one run in before that. So it was, like, one to nothing. And then he hit, like, all three or two or three in. And it was like that's that's where it like whoop, opened up the gate, the floodgates, being like, okay, yeah. now we're scoring points. Hey, bro, feel yourself like that, man. There, there's there that that is a that is almost orgasmic, <coughs> man. Like you do that, you've been in a slump, you bust a slump, and just to be able to look at that picture and just be like, yeah. hey, and, then, guys, and then I'm pretty hey, sure it's hey, his hey, next hey, at bat. I don't, he care, hits a I don't care how bad I, I don't care how bad I've been playing. Like I'm I'm still I'm still rebaking. Like I'm still Kyler Curtis, and I'm still. Drew Gilbert, like I'm still me. I'm still a dog. Like yeah. you need you need to walk me. And then, or to go by like round and third at some point, if you get the opportunity to look at that coach, incredible, incredible, incredible. Coach. And then his next at back, he hits that homer, and he just yeah flips yeah. it. I freaking love that thing, dude. That was awesome to see. Um, that's what that's one thing, Kyler. That is one thing in my life that I I will never get to experience. I mean. Maybe I can jokingly do it, like, if I ever play in, like, a men's league softball. And, and like, even – like, I'm not good at hitting. So, maybe if I only just catch it and it's going to be a pop-out, I'm still going to bat flip just so I know how it feels. <laughs> They're like, hey, guy, why are you bat flipping? You're supposed to be running to first, so you're going to come out. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I just want to I don't flip. care. That went high. That went real you high. <laughs> I'm flipping. Yeah, I just pop out. It doesn't even – it's just one of those that pops out right to the pitcher and I'm just holding back. Because, like, you know, I've hit somebody hard and got to stand over. I'm like, I've gotten a, a good tackle in the backfield to stop somebody or, you know, hit a hit a three in a game. It was like pickup, but who cares? There's a lot of – there's money on the line, trash talking. You know, I've had a nice long putt. You know, I've had all those. But a bat flip, like, that's, bad, that's cool, bro. That's cool. Badass. And you kind of can do stuff to it, like – you can do it like Blake Burke did, where he just right when he hit it. You know what he, he made me think of? You know what he made me think of? I do that sometimes with my golf clubs when I hit a bad one, and you know you hit the bad one. And you, you just let it go. You, when you hit the bad one, and as you're finishing through, you know it's terrible, and you just throw it forward, and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done but with he, this thing. Yeah, but he just cranks it and just drops it. Or you can do like Drew Gilbert. Like, you know what I would do? I would try to be, do something different. I might just hold it the whole way, running around all the bases. Just hold. I don't it. think you can do that, man. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I just have them be like, I would hold it as long as I could until the guy was like, "Yeah, drop it." I'd be like, and then I would drop it. <laughs> I would try and change it up like every single time. Like, do the Drew, yeah. do the do the flip of the thing. Like one time, just go like this and balance it on your fingers, and then flip yeah. it or something like yeah. that. Or one hey, time, you know just like awesome be if you you hit it and then put it underneath and you start riding the bull just like in Happy Gilmore, he's riding the bull. He's feeling himself and he rides it. And he, you you hit it. You get like halfway down first base and you just start like spinning around the bat. <laughs> yeah, the dizzy bat. Just yeah. doing like dizzy bat. You just do all like whoa as you're running to first. Yeah, or you can like act like a golf swing or a putt. I mean, there's so many. You could actually you could really make one up and like, um, you know, like act like a gun and be like pull and like you know like doing yes. speed shooting or something there's a lot of good stuff you can do with the baseball there's bat. a lot i mean if, even if you hold the end of the bat you could probably do like a little bit of a bow 
Or that. That's not bad. That's not bad. Or I could just act like I'm not (laughs) too far. Too far, bacon. That's why I didn't that's why I didn't say it. So people have to be watching. Uh, we don't know the the age range of us watching. Yeah, we could have some some underage, some ten year olds watching. UT fans. Um, they don't know what I was talking about. I was just talking about dribbling the basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, but now we're headed to Omaha. Going to host a regional. Um, and just super excited. You know, we're going to continue to talk about baseball for the next couple weeks. Um. Mm-hmm as they go through their different rotations every weekend, but super excited for that team. Just awesome. They were able to get that. And, you know, 22, 2022, it's the year of, year of all orange, baby. Two it's, SEC, it's, four SEC championships with women's soccer, uh, swimming and diving, men's baseball, men's basketball. Yeah. We're getting it. Tennessee and, it, it, and it's cool. And it's cool too because both basketball and football were the tournaments. Like you got to win the tournament. Like so, that's hype. Like it's it's tournament. It was not. Hey, you guys had the best regular season, so we're going to put you in the championship game, and you win the championship game. Like no, we had to win the tournament. Exactly. Sweet. It was a sweep. It was awesome to get to go through Bandy. It was awesome to get our redemption on Kentucky. Um, you know, great beating LSU. The only other one for me, like I know you like beating Florida, but I would have liked to. Beaten like I would have liked to beat in Arkansas, but you know, Ooh. hey, they didn't even get a chance to to get there. So better luck next year. So and 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 yeah, you know what, Kyler? Like I saw a tweet by that guy uh, Peter Burns that does SEC Network, and he's been mm-hmm. like really high on us, which is great. He's like, and then he said, I finally got to see these people in person, and he's like, they are all time level. Like he's like, this is the best college baseball team I've ever seen. So not only are we really good, but people are acting like it's the best baseball team ever assembled. Yeah, ever great. assembled. Yeah. Ever. And then and then like he was like, this this whole team is like Joe Burrow 2019 level swagger. Hey, so dope too that like Evan Russell got they didn't dog probably do anything. Evan Russell was like, we still got a long way to go. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Kyler. I still, as good as they are, and I don't know a ton about baseball, so it's like I I know it's still really hard to do. So like even if they win with how good they are, like I'll still be surprised if they win the World Series just because of like usually stories like this are always like it's kind of like a heartbreaker. Like I feel like more times than not, it's a heartbreaker compared to like wow they actually did it. Like 2019 LSU, like wow they did it. Like yeah. they 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 were that good. And so for me, it's like I'll still be a little surprised if they do it. If they do it, I mean, your boys are gonna be popping bottles that night because I'm gonna enjoy a college championship, a national yeah. championship, World Series. I never thought Tennessee would be there. It just kind of came out of nowhere. So it's gonna be incredible if they can do it. Yeah, Vol Shop is gonna just take all of my money for the national championship merchandise. Um, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll it's gonna be it. yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous. And I mean, they said it on the broadcast that the last number one seed to win was in '99. Miami was the last number one seed to win it all. Everybody else had lost. So I was like, holy crap! And even a lot, a lot of a lot of them lost like a good amount. Like I think it was like five or six had lost in like their regional, not even like getting to Omaha. So. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that. <laughs> one, one, um, one step at a time. One step at a time. That's but, right. but hey, but but congratulations to those guys. 
to Tony V, to all the real baseball fans. I got to throw it in there to John Wilkerson. That guy's been watching and calling a lot of crappy baseball over his year. So, Heck yeah. Um, good, good for those, good, good for those guys. So, now I guess to uh, say good. hello, win column as much as he wants. Yeah. So good for baseball team. Now let's talk. Let's talk recruiting. Let's talk that recruiting, boy. Everybody. Likes um, okay. So huge weekend for recruiting. Massive. Massive. Uh, had like 30, 40 guys in. Um, some were official visits. Some were just unofficial, just coming in. And some guys that are already committed came on the visit. Me and Reed saw a full list and decided without talking to each other, pick out three guys that we thought either we really like, we think it's very important that they're there. Uh, we think it would be a good grab for us. Just three that, that stood out to us. Um, so maybe we can just go back and forth one at a time. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you the most three for me were Nico, um, Caleb Herring, and uh, Ethan Davis, because they're all so commits. All com- we need, and so we, all commits. And we, yeah, we need, them, we need them there trying to get a bunch of people else to commit. And But, but honestly, Kyler, I will say it's kind of chalk, but Nico is – he's not number one, but he is one of my number one of three because we need him just to keep this thing going. So I'm going to yeah. give him – so kudos, but yeah, I'll go ahead. Let me let me say this too. All the stuff I was seeing, and I actually pulled it up on here on Rocky Top Ends. Or this is, oh, this might be USA Today. Is that uh, our man Dan Harrelson? Yeah. Do you do this? So this yeah, is yeah. a good article. This is a good article. Yeah, it's Balls Wire USA Today. I think this is yeah. I think this is Dan, and he put in all the Twitter clips, which what I was scrolling through yesterday, seeing all these all these kids Twitter uh, tweets on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I love this one. So Hunter Osborne was like, I had the best time in Knoxville. Can't wait to be back next month for my official. This place is surreal. So what I did, I said, okay, big boy, let me click on him. So I go and I check dudes, like a four-star D lineman from Alabama. And I'm like, I check his offer list, bro. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. LSU, it's LSU, Clemson, us, Bama and like somebody else. I'm like, I don't know if like the D. I don't because he's kind of like a DN kind of guy, right? I don't know if like that's oversaturated because with his offer list and like how big he seems, I would have thought he'd be a five star, but he's only listed as a four. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if there's just like that many defensive ends in this class that they're like, well, there's five that are five stars, and all the rest of you are going to be four. But I was surprised he was a four star. But yes, he looks like. The real deal. He he wasn't one of my three, but I definitely no. And, and listen, and, no, and I'm not bringing him up because one is my three. I'm bringing it up to talk about what I saw on Twitter of him saying I had the best time. So I went and looked at his thing. I see his offers. Well, then I see when he's been to these other schools, and he's like, "Hey, I had a great time, great weekend, but it wasn't the best time. This place is surreal." And then there was another one that was like I saw, and it was like this is like the best weekend ever. Like I mean these these. The coaches and those recruiting staff individuals, so our director of player personnel, player ops, all those people that are head of recruiting, and then all those people that work in the recruiting, whether male or female or any stuff like that. Like, we used to talk – we talked to Taylor Brown, who was the the number one guy in charge of Western Kentucky, and he talked about how exhausting it would be for weekends like this. And we just put on, and all these kids were saying how amazing it was. Like, 
thanks Vol Football for having my family up for an unofficial business. This, the love was real. This is one to remember. Like stuff like that. Like they really knocked it out of the park. Like, um, I love this. I don't even know who this guy is, but I need to look him up because he looks rocked up and he's a linebacker. He's 6'2", 225. So I automatically love him. I don't even know who he is. But just like all the tweets that you would put, like all these kids supposedly just like poop their pants. Like, so amazing. Amazing. It's great to see. It's not uh Hey, I need, I need, I need, I need to pause for one second. Go ahead and start talking about your first guy. Uh, my windows are down. I think it's about to literally like pooper. I got to get Ariel to put my windows up for me. Go ahead okay. and talk. Like, okay. Go. Um, yeah. So amazing by the staff way to put on an event. My first guy that I put down was Bryson Sanders. So offensive lineman from Baylor. The reason why I put him down is because he's a Tennessee guy in the Chattanooga area. He went to Baylor and I went in and watched his film and he's a road grader. He's a prototypical offensive lineman. I love the way he plays all that kind of stuff. But the added factor that he is from the Chattanooga area, I'm talking about Bryson Sanders, the yeah, added factor goes to Baylor from that Chattanooga area. I think it's just so important to get those guys here. I think growing up in Tennessee, you're automatically like kind of integrated into being a fan without even really trying to be like, you're surrounded by people that are fans all the time. And that is one of those like really good gets for this class that might not be, you know, the Nico get the, 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 the splash play, but it's like, dang, they just got an in-state four-star offensive tackle. Like, hell yeah. Like, that's exactly what you need every year. You need to be getting those four stars in your state every single year. Because um, sometimes five stars, I mean, they're good enough. They, they can go anywhere they want. Uh, it's a little harder to keep them. But those four stars, like, that's big time. So that's why I have him as my first one down the list. I was like, yeah. Definitely. I have to put him on here because I think that's an important get. So, first and foremost, we, I don't want us to – holy crap, it is absolute boring here. Ariel's the greatest girlfriend in the world. She's running out there putting it up for me. I think she's getting caught in the monsoon, though. This is awful <laughs> time. I don't know why I left my – oh, I left my window down because I was still wet, sweaty and wet from my Murph Challenge poor water pour, so I want my seats to – rinse off a little bit buddy how was that ariel you back oh my gosh i'm so sorry are you drenched oh my gosh i'm an idiot how bad was my car it, not a lot of rain in there no. if i wasn't on this podcast right now all right so kyler i don't want to i don't want to go chalk but i agree with i agree with everything you said i was going to pick him because of the importance of in-state, the yep. importance of the position, mm-hmm. great offers, big kid. Like, he would be someone great to go ahead and slide in with Addison Nichols, have some young boys on there. So, he's he's one of mine. So, that's – he's an honorable – he might be an honorable mention, actually. So, Nico and him tied for, for one of my three. Okay. I'm going to go with five-star. I didn't even want to say him because I don't know how to say his first name, but Chandavian Bradley – Okay, he's an edge guy, right? Correct, five-star yeah. edge guy. So he was also one of the guys that I saw tweet out, like, 
amazing time, like one of the best weekends ever. Like he obviously, you know, enjoyed it. it. And now we obviously have, which I don't really get into this stuff, but we've gotten, uh, I guess, two crystal balls for him saying that he's going to pick us. How great um, is it if they uh, end up committing on the, the Tuesdays before the podcast, if it's like every single guy that we point out? I actually I actually thought there would be a commit with us. We were going to talk about doing it yesterday after the baseball game. I thought we might get a commit today to talk about. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he, he has to be one just because of the importance of getting after the quarterback and winning the line of scrimmage. So when I saw like five-star edge guy, I was like, yes. Add, add him to Caleb Herring, add him to the two boys that we signed this, like, give them, give them all to me, give them all to me. So he has to be one. He has to be one of mine. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I, um, I mean, I can't, I could have, I could have gone chalk for this entire thing and just pick three offensive linemen easily. I, I actually be- thought, I actually thought about, I actually thought about doing that, but, but I will say this, I'll give it away. Mine are all offensive defensive line shocker. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of where I lean towards after the fact that I was like, okay, not offensive line, let's go O-line and D-line. Um, but I, I like that. Uh, the only thing I would say, and I did not pick a edge guy. I did not pick a defensive end on my three. And the reason I didn't have a, a, an edge guy or a D-lineman is because there weren't any. Like there were guys listed as D linemen that are 6'4, 260. And it's like, yeah. you're an end. You're a defensive yeah. end. You're not, you're not a D lineman. Meaning, I'm like, it, where, meaning. where, where are my three techniques? Where are my noses? Where, like, where are those guys? I want to see 6'3, 320. That's what I want to see. Preach. Preach. I want to see those big boys up front. I want to see the guy to replace Matthew Butler. I, that's, what I'm excited about, and I haven't seen a lot of those. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just more of like, hey, the way the games play, we need those edge rushers, edge rushers, edge rushers. I'm like, bro, give me a big dude because let me tell you something. An edge rusher, yes, can be great, but nothing gets you more nervous than a skilled, strong as shit, big as shit three technique. I'm yeah, telling you. I mean, it's yes, it's the Aaron Donalds. My man Jeffrey Simmons, um, SEC boy Fletcher Cox. I mean, those guys absolutely wreck games. Reckon. Absolutely wreck games. Because I mean, Indoma and Sue basically like single handedly made Nebraska one year. Uh, like I think I don't know if they won the Big Twelve well, championship. But they the they should that. have won the Big Ten <laughs> Big Twelve championship. The ball literally like it was like an incomplete pass, and they put a clock a second back That's on. Right. That's right. And then Texas, yeah. like, kicked a field goal or something and won. Yeah, such be it, such Texas bullcrap. But, yeah, like, those guys, if you're that level of freak, like, especially in college, watch out. Watch yeah, It's guys. insane. It's, and, and, like, to reiterate this to the fans who might not, like, get it, it's like I understand defensive ends get played a lot. But on plays, it's so easy to take a guy on the edge out of the play. Like – He's already on the edge. You know what I mean? Like, he's only on that side. If I run the ball the other way opposite him all game, he's not a factor. Or three technique. Screen right behind him or whatever. Yeah, that three technique, bro, he messes up double teams. He messes up combos. He messes up pulling guards. He messes up pulling tight ends. He messes up the reads in the backfield. He messes up the pocket for the quarterback to step up. Like, he can wreak so much havoc in the middle 
Um, so that's what I was looking for. Going in that list, I'm like, where's the where's the big dude? Didn't find him. So I ended up going a different route and went with a linebacker. No, this guy's name's Popo. That's his nickname, I guess. Uh, Popo Aguirre, I guess is how you say it. It's A-G-U-I-R-R-E. Um, you're going to love his film. I, I You probably haven't watched it. If he ends up, like, coming to us, because, you know, we don't watch a lot of guys who don't. If he ends up coming to us, like, watch his film. He, 6'3", 220, and lays the fucking hammer. And we talked about it. We talked about it last season. We talked about it this offseason about how we wanted a guy at linebacker that was one of those get-off-the-bus guys. You hey, see him walk on. off the bus, and you're like, oh, shit, that's a big dude. Let me make a point here, Kyler. So, first off, yes, I do want one of the guys to get off the bus. I want a Bama, Georgia, LSU linebacker, whatever. But that's not the point. So, yes, I, I'm going to check this guy out. I'm excited. But this is not the point. I thought about something. I was scrolling through Twitter, and Byron Young follows us, and we follow him back. And I had to shout that out that he follows us. Big deal. Huge deal. Huge deal. Huge deal. So <laughs> – I see that it says the top college outside linebacker list, and it has Jeremy Banks as number 15, and Byron Young's like in the 30s. And I saw this, and I was like, okay, first off, Jeremy Banks – Is an inside linebacker. Correct. He's not an outside linebacker unless they're saying like projected, like if someone's playing like a 4-3 and he's – Like he's going to be a will? Like a – Right, so that's what I'm saying, like – if we played a 4-3, he's not the inside. He'd be, like, the Will or the Sam or whatever. But, like, he plays inside. Like, that's yeah. what he does. Okay. So, even the fact that they missed his spot wrong, there's no way that Byron Young is not better than Jer- – Jeremy Banks is a good player, but Byron Young is a thousand times better player. And I mean thousand times better because, like, the production might not be the same – but that's okay because, like you said – But he's not the middle linebacker. I'm talking right. like being a middle right. linebacker is so much easier to get tackles. That, that's my point. So, yeah. production-wise, people can argue with me all day. I've seen these two guys up close. I've watched them. Byron Young is a fabulous player, and especially, like, athletically he's gifted. And I can tell you, besides that that list was so stupid that, that it made a 15-spot difference on someone on your own team, that – that shows the list that know who the hell they're talking about. Byron, there's no way there's 33 outside linebackers that are better than Byron Young in college football. And I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to get up, sorry to get off topic, but anyways. No, I love that. That that's very true. Um, and like that list makes absolutely no sense because, like you said, they don't even play the same damn position. Like they really don't. Who's watching um, this? Who's who's watching <laughs> thing that Jeremy Banks is an outside linebacker? And if you did watch it and and ever and just didn't know what you're watching. He might put up production-wise. He's a middle linebacker. It's so easy to get production middle linebacker. Byron Young is so much better than Jeremy Banks. So, yes. anyway, back to my guy, Jadavian Young King Bradley. So, he said, a weekend I'll never forget in Knoxville. That's 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 some high praise, a weekend I'll never forget. Then his mom shouted out and said, my first college visit with my son, and it was amazing. We love when mama say it's amazing. Love when mama loves it. That that's that's the key right there. That's the key. That's okay. The key. So he was your first one, Bradley. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. So who's oh, your wait. second? Uh, right. 
Yes, but let me – I got to pull up that list because I sent it to you and now I don't have it and now I don't. It's the five-star offensive lineman, the, like, Samoan guy or whatever. Francis Maggio. 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 Yeah, how you spell his last name? M-A-U-G-I-O. Hold on. <laughs> spell it again. M-A-U. Yeah, M-A-U-G-I-O. Oh, yeah. He's my he's a he's my third one. Yeah, I figured so. There's no way that we're not going to name a five star lineman. By the way, Chardavian, Young King is, and I don't know if this is true, but on his Twitter it says he's the third edge rusher in all the nation, and he looks good. Like he's lean, but he looks a, a pretty beefy lean compared to like Caleb Perry. Like Caleb Perry just looks lean. Yeah. Um, but anyways, to get a six five, three hundred and thirty pound offensive lineman. Who already looks like that? I mean, that, it, hey, it, it would be it'd be incredible. Hey, that's a five star. Yeah, <laughs> that's a five star right there. Yes. Like, yes. pulled up, pulled him up, watched like five plays of his film, and it was like, that's the five star. Like, that's why you rate him a five star. This man is. This is not a boy. This is not a seventeen year old child. This is a seventeen year old man playing offensive line and. He's num- He's in the top 10 nationally. He's the number two offensive tackle in his class nationally. Uh, like, I think the other guy is also in – he's from Florida, at IMG, yeah. who, which I is remember, a pipeline. I, I remember watching him um, when he played Catholic. I mean, but their, their whole team was just so much bigger than us a couple of years ago. Or yeah. whatever. Maybe, I, I guess he was on the team then. I don't know. I just remember watching – their entire offensive defensive line was just like I felt bad for Catholic. It was it wasn't even fair. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a uh, I I uh, we almost had the opportunity to play Burns uh, my senior year, but we didn't do too well our my junior year senior year. Right, right. And if we would have done better, yeah, then you maybe guys, we would... yeah, we remember hearing about that because Coach Meadows was like, "All right, we need all the juniors to get together and all the seniors like." So that's going on. Like, yeah, they want to fight? Sure, we'll fight them. No. <laughs> no, and then y'all, y'all, they said don't tell the seniors. But yeah, like if we had had, because we were, Catholic was ranked going into my senior year, we were ranked 11th in the nation, which we were not the 11th best team in the nation. Just no, size, we, size we just size. lost our coaching staff, literally yeah. our whole entire coaching staff. Our whole entire coaching staff was gone. Even with them, we we're still not the 11th best in the nation out of all the schools. But like for our division or our league, or whatever, we were incredible. Hey, like, bro, we were- let me tell you something. With the talent, my junior year, senior year, and if we ran a wing T offense like mm-hmm. we did the previous two years, yeah, we would, we would, teams would not know what to do with it. No, so no, it, I agree. It, I, I think we could have beat a lot of teams that people would have thought were better than us. Like, I, no. I wouldn't be mad at that 11 ranking if we're running the wing T and we have those people. Because, I mean, like, dude, our offensive line was huge. Uh, having you know Dorian and Cody as our two like wingbacks and Tyler yeah. quarterback, like it would have been stupid. But anyways, let's not run. I agree. Way. I agree with you because of the size of you guys. The offensive line was insane. We had our good running backs. We had good receivers. We would have been really good. I'm just saying, like 11th best. Like I'm sure I can find 11 teams throughout Florida, Georgia, California. Texas. But but Texas. but just because they've got. You know, at Sacred Heart, I mean, at Catholic, we had like 600 students. There's going to be, you know, you go three hours down the road to Ensworth and NBA. Now, granted, 
I would still have played them with our full, like, bring it on, like, let's go. I'm just saying, like, it was crazy that we were ranked 11. In a good, like, it was awesome to see that. But going into that year, I remember that, that, that they were like, hey, you guys have another good year. You guys are going to play Burns, where we're Jadavian Clowney and Marshawn Lattimore played, and you guys are going to play them on ESPN. Isn't that correct? Yeah. yeah so uh, Jadavion played different. Marshawn Lattimore did play there. Okay. Uh, J played different. Actually, Corey Miller played there, who I played with at Tennessee. Um, and they they have always been very good. Yeah. And that would have been uh that would have been a very interesting and fun game because my senior year, like I was definitely the the best guy on our team. So yeah. like I would have had a huge like circle on me. For sure. So that would have yeah. been uh, quite quite a fun outing. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I pulled up Big Francis here. I mean, it's so. I mean, IG uh, or uh, IMG, of course. Shocker. The future cast is one hundred percent Oregon, and the fan future cast has Tennessee. That's literally just Paul Twitter like, going on there, being like, "Oh, he's definitely coming here." Yeah, but, yeah, his offer list is insane. Like, he's just a stud. So, of course, when I saw him, I was like, bro, if we get us a big five-star offensive tackle like that, or even though Rivals has him as a four-star, like like you said, that's that's what – that's a man right there. So Exactly. That, that was my number two. Go ahead and name your number three. Well, my number three was him. Oh. That was going to be – yeah, that was going to be a third guy. I didn't really put him in, like, you know, this is the most important, but I was just like, here's three guys. But he, yeah, he was he was an, another one that I was like, yeah, definitely big time deal uh, for us to get. So, um, so it's up to, now. It's back to you. Who is your your last? I'm I can't even. I, it just sucks because I sent you that full list, and now both the things I'm using, I don't even have the full list. Um, I think it was. I think it was another. I had another a defensive line. It was like another edge guy. I mean, or so, it was either. No, or is another offensive lineman, I think. I'm trying to pull up the full list of UT. I love people. I can read through them if you want me to. No, I want to see it myself. Hold on. UT Falls. Um, but my honorable mention while you're looking that up is kind of like you said, every guy that is already committed to show up this weekend is like, you don't have to be there at all. But you showed up because – your your whole job while you were there was to sell Tennessee. Was to get everybody else on that list to come here with you. And having how many do we have? One, two, three, four, five, five different commits. And the whole weekend, they're just like, guys, this is this is it. We're gonna we're gonna kill it. We're gonna work together. We're gonna be a team. Like that, like that is such a huge thing when it comes to recruiting. Was the guys already in the class just kind of like, hey, dude, like, let's do this together. Um, because that kind of connection is way more important than any player-to-coach connection because that can Agreed. change so easily. Yes. And that's, so, a, that's a great, so easy. It's a great, it's a great point that you bring up. Like, hey, we want to go in. This can be our group. We're going to be freshmen or whatever. I do – this is not – I mean, we can just use this as my third. It's not a huge deal. I just – this because I don't I, – I had, like I said, the iPad and the phone, both of the ones that had the list on it. So um, I do remember seeing this. So I can just make this like as my last third honorable mention. Um, 
But Tony Mitchell, I saw someone tweet about him, how we emerged, but a five-star safety slash cornerback duo. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I remember seeing him, and I'm like, this guy looks like a Bama, LSU, Georgia defensive player. And that's why I was like, those are the guys that I, I want that, you know, 6'2", 180, Alabaster, Alabama. I mean, he's got Bama, he's got – Texas a he's got Florida, he's got Auburn. Like, you know, bro, if you can get a guy like that, which I'm not saying we will. I mean, we're not going to get – we're going to be fortunate if we can get, you know, a few of these guys on this list. But an yeah. edge guy, an edge guy that looks apart, offensive lineman that looks apart, offensive lineman that looks apart and he's in-state. Like, it's just a great weekend, man. It's it's a great weekend. And, and definitely, you know me, give me all the backers that we can get. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think your most important, like, point was all of the positive uh comments and reinforce like that happened afterwards of being like damn that was awesome like that was a great visit uh and i feel like all these coaches are like very down to earth guys to where these players actually enjoy like being around them you know they set up activities for them to do that's that's fun and all that kind of stuff but just like really like shooting the shit yeah. with the coaches and, like, being boys with them is a lot more important than, like, hey, there's cornhole over here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We just got some chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, you want – there's a Sunday bar. You want, you want a Sunday? It just – the recruiting thing is so wild because all of the SEC schools really are going to have great – you know, great um, facilities like Tennessee and – Bama and LSU and Georgia's got their new one and Clemson, Ohio State, like they're all going to have state-of-the-art stuff. They're all going to have pretty much the same stuff. But it's like, what can you do on a visit that makes you stand out, whether it's different activities, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, send them to the hotel room with an absolute smoke show. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But, but seriously, like the activities, the activities that you do to bond with these guys – that you could bond with their families, like, you know, everyone can offer them a great, a great facility. Everyone can offer them a chance to go to the NFL. Everyone can offer them NIL money, but it's like, where are they going to feel comfortable? Like I said on here before, if I'm a five-star, if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm Kyler Kerberson coming out of, out of, out of uh, Knoxville Catholic, he can probably get some money at a different couple spots. Yeah. But, if I'm getting money from all of them, what coach do I like the best? What other players do I like the best? Where do I feel the best about? Because that, you know, $150,000 is great to have. But if I can have it where I feel the best, bet, sign me up. Yeah, exactly. So, it, it like, it, you know, it evens out once you really like get down to like, yes, money is great. And, you know, all these NIL deals and all that, but it's like, once everybody can do it, now it's just an even playing field again. Now it has to be the other stuff that makes a difference. The facilities, maybe, the the, the school, maybe, the, the 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 atmosphere, the fan base, that that kind of stuff plays into it because those things can differ. And I mean, if you know, if Kentucky and Tennessee are both offering the same amount of money, like which one are you choosing? You're picking off different stuff. So all right, man. I thought it was a great pod. Good pod. Touched on a lot of stuff. I think it was a longer one than we expected, but it's good sometimes. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. I think it's this way. And then the like it's this way. We'll see if it gets right on the YouTube. Uh, like and hit that notification bell. Um, and uh, if you're listening on any of the platforms, follow, rate, and review. It helps us so much. As always, share with your friends, share with your family, share with your uncle that you like to have an argument about Tennessee football and you want to use minor reads points to back your own. Do that. Uh, and you know, just appreciate you guys. Please keep doing that. If uh, you want to follow us at Believe in Tennessee on Twitter, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias for me. Um, and if you want to contact us, uh, Believe in Tennessee Football at gmail.com, uh, phone number 865-322-9232. And uh, you guys are always, guys are always awesome. Appreciate you. Make some friends in those comments. Um, let us know how we're doing. Oh, and if you guys have any ideas on how I should be selling the merch, I've been looking into different, you know, Shopify, Facebook marketplace, trying to figure out, Hey, if we were to get some merch, how would we sell it to you? So if you have ideas, let me know. I would appreciate it. Uh, as always go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.